Good afternoon and good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. Diddy Quarantino, a.k.a. the one true king of the South, a.k.a. Scheming A. Smith, <laughs> a.k.a. Russell Flexbrook, a.k.a. Mr. Shoot Your Shot, a.k.a. Mind the Business That Pays You, emphasis on pays, and on the hotline, as always, my wonderful and gracious Hey, host. y'all. It's your girl, Ali Nicole, a.k.a. your favorite little shit talker, a.k.a. it's spooky season, bitch, and I'm the coochie supreme, a.k.a. the ball-headed bandit, a.k.a. Mixie Luther King, a.k.a. that little baby who just won't listen. Calvin, how was your week? Long as shit, bro. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna hold you. This week has moved at a snail's Facts. pace. Um, I, 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 I checked the calendar and I'm like, why is, why is it not Friday? I asked, why is it not Friday? Four out of five days a week. Um, because it feels like in 2020, I earned every day being Friday. <laughs> you feel like I feel like I put in the work that. Every day should be Friday because, like, what the, like, remember when Friday afternoons used to slap, bro? Like, remember when you was excited for Friday afternoon? Like, ooh, like, yes, we, we getting off of work. We gonna hit the happy hour. Then we gonna hit the after happy hour. Then we might step out. Who knows? But if you don't step on Friday, we're always Saturday. If you don't step out on Friday, then you gotta do the Saturday day party because you well rested. Remember that? You know what? Yes, I do. Now it feels like, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. It feels like all of this shit is kind of just running together for me. Like, days are just days. Like, it's just day. Like, there is no weekday or weekend. It's just a week. And then a lot of us are still working from home. When I say us, y'all, because I haven't had a job for two weeks. But, like, and I'm, I'm being facetious because I do start my new job on Monday. I'm pretty excited about this. It's not even a job, Calvin. I start my career on Monday. Like, I'm geeked about that. So I've taken the past two weeks off to kind of just get ready for it. Transition, clean my house, cry. There's been a lot of crying in the past two weeks. And we'll touch on that, too, here in a little bit. But, like, yeah, like, and you know what? I'll be honest with you. I know that everybody, like, we typically look forward to Fridays, right? Because it's a hard stop. I get to stop, I get to leave, I get to leave work, go to a happy hour, and then come home. A lot of us are going from... I get to get that, get that, get that bread, get that leave. head, you know then leave. So a lot of us get that break. And then, but when you work from home, that, that economy, like that, it shifts, like it does shift. So I get it. But honestly, I don't lose sight of having good Fridays. Like, no, bro, it's still Friday and I'm still going to make the best out of this. I'm going to go pick up, you know, a good bottle of wine. I'm going to make a good Friday night plan. I remember like a couple Fridays ago, I wanted to make chili. So I made, I've been craving chili all week. So I got a good bottle of wine. I picked up some chili and guess what the fuck my black ass did. I made the bombest pot of chili I could fathom. 
because I really just, I was looking forward to it. I don't think that like when we make weekdays or like Mondays are a drag and Fridays are the celebration, we forget that there is still work that we put in Monday through Friday that still deserves recognition. Like a lot of times, like, it's not always about the fruition of things. Sometimes it is the seed. And don't forget that. And I know me personally, I lost sight of that. So you you get you still to celebrate your Friday, bro. Like you still don't have to log in Saturday morning. Like enjoy that. All I know is that my mama always told me whenever I was being a little too mixy, too fast, little too hot to hot trot, to try. that that outside ain't going nowhere. And in 2020, I I still am scared of calling my mom a liar. So I, um, so I'm just gonna say she told a fit. She told a story because look at outside gone. You told me outside ain't going nowhere, and in 2020, outside left. Told a fib. Told a why do why do our, why do our parents hate the word lie so much? That's a topic for maybe another episode. But it's just like like lie was almost as bad as a cuss word at my house. It was like I couldn't call no one a liar. I would say you you telling stories or like some or like a fib. You know what I'm saying? Like just the word lie was just really heavy in my house. Was that was that the same no, in your house? Because honestly, I was the kind of kid who grew up who was allowed to cuss with their parents. I wasn't allowed to cuss at my parents. I was allowed to cuss in conversation with my parents. So if I felt like my parents weren't being a hundred percent honest with me about something, I had the opportunity. I can actually tell my parents, hey bro, I don't think that's the truth. And then that's honestly where I learned the perception of what truth actually is. And it isn't a lot of times like we assume because somebody's perception of reality isn't we don't share it. It isn't mine that they're lying unless they actually are fucking lying. But like a lot of times we don't share the same perception of what happened. So I assume that your account is a lie. And I have to realize that there is no ultimate truth to that person. That's what happened. To that person, this is their ultimate truth. To that person, you know what I'm saying? To that particular individual, you can't tell them right or wrong. You can't. So That's a, that's a slippery, a slippery slope, friend. No, no, no. no. And I'm slippery. not saying that. But with certain people, like, with certain... And, of course, everything within context, right? Because certain people are just fucking liars, bro. Like, you're just a liar. But then there are certain people where I can't call you a liar because we share difference in perception, if that makes sense. Okay, so, okay, so, because, so, yeah, because there are certain irrevocable yes. facts. I'm not talking life. about those. And then, okay, and then there's, you see things differently. Okay, so, I just want to be clear, because some, some of y'all motherfuckers be, be, be changing the irrevocable facts, and then I don't want y'all to pull, we just see it differently, no, nigga, that didn't happen. Like, I just want like you just you just need to open your third eye your 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 your, your chakras aren't aligned no, I'm like, nigga. no nigga i literally but saw, I saw you, you lie like I, I and then i'm like but also not only did you lie but you told me one story you told my homegirl another story and then you thought we weren't going to compare notes you silly silly motherfucker but again different topics different times we got a lot to get to and you know because a lot happens since we last Ooh. recorded um so first things first um be first things first 
again, being responsible and being um, and using our platform, we want to shed some light for anyone who may not know uh, about what's going on in Nigeria. Yes. So I just got informed of this maybe in the last 24 hours. I don't know when you kind of got informed it's been of like, it. Yeah, I would give it about the same time frame. I would give it about the same. So, so here's what's going down. For those who are kind of maybe a little late to the game like we were. Um, so, Nigeria, you know, shout out to all the Nigerians we, that we know. They, and uh, listen, you know if you know a Nigerian, they will <laughs> Baby, tell you. Baby, there's nobody more proud to be African than Nigerians, bro. They Baby, will tell you, listen. A if, Nigerian if, if, will tell you they are if, Nigerian. If, 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 I know, like, listen, Africa's a continent, not a country. But if you can, if you if you consider Africa and the United States similar, a Niger, Nigeria is like Texas. Like anyone who's from Texas will let you know that they're from Texas within like the first five seconds of con- like talking mm-hmm. to them. It was like hey, you know, like hey, what's your name? You know, I'm my name's Calvin. I'm from Texas. Just like or from Dallas, Houston, <laughs> like whatever. Same with Nigerians. You know what I mean? So Nigerian Nigeria home to two hundred million people. And so Nigeria had a crazy crime problem, similar to kind of what the United States was going through in like the early 90s with the crack epidemic. Um, Nigeria had a similar problem in like the mid to late 90s, I believe, Um, even, you know, kind of 80s and 90s. So they so the Nigerian government um, created kind of this special version of police, like plain clothes you know, had pretty much autonomy to do anything. Um, you know, just, just, just their only objective was to lower the crime rate by any means necessary. And they were a special armed robbery, like sort this source, like special armed robbery, like, you know, state or team or whatever. So the, the acronym is SARS, but it's like the special, on, arm, like they were like the the special, Hold on, let's get it right, friend. Yeah, the special. It's like yeah, because I know the other one yeah, that they so changed to, but that's a part. So let's say the story. for a special anti-robbery squad, and it was assembled in. Right, okay, that's and it was like, assembled in 1992 after armed robbery became rampant, as most army and police resources were being utilized to find the person who murdered a Nigerian army colonel at Logos checkpoint, and that is from the. I cannot pronounce her Instagram name, but those are facts from a, like a straight from the source internet page. But if you want, okay. Okay. So, as so we, like, when we do these kind of parts, cause we pride ourselves on being like not a political podcast. Right. And my bad friend, I ain't mean to cut you off, but I do know that we get to, uh, we do get some feedback about making sure that we're fact checking ourselves and things like that. Guys and dolls and all of our listeners that we, we love so much. If you hear something on this here podcast that doesn't necessarily align with the facts that you have, let us know. But also, when you let us know, make sure that you bring your sources as well. Because we never want to be those kind of people that are too arrogant to correct our wrong. But when y'all check us about certain things, make sure you have your facts straight, too. That's all we ask. Go ahead, friend. So, so, so a special anti, anti-robbery squad? Mm-hmm. squad? Okay. So basically, yeah. So again, armed robbery, huge crime problem. They create this kind of special forces police that kind of have the autonomy to do whatever the fuck they want. Um, you know, plain clothes doesn't really answer to anyone. That sort of thing. And again, us over in America, we've seen this story before. 
Sarif ended up becoming worse than the actual bad guys that, they, that they were policing. Um, they became kind of a face of corruption and police brutality in Nigerian government. We're talking extra, extrajudicial killings, corruption, extortion. Again, be, basically becoming worse than the criminals that they were built to kind of, you know, eradicate, mm. right? And so, you fast forward, so that's been going on again since, since the mid-90s, right? They started off in 1992. This has been going on since then. Um, in recent, in recent Nigeria, now it's become to the point where they are profiling young Nigerians who look a certain way, right? Like, they, they look flashy, or they have locks or tattoos or an iPhone or a dress in design. And pretty much if you look like you have money, they are profiling you, they're stopping and frisking you, they're putting you in jail. That again, for vote for those who live in America, we know the beats, right? We know like we know what Which is funny on. as fuck to me. And so, I've never met a Nigerian that didn't have a Ferragamo belt, but y'all go ahead. Listen, listen. I'm pretty near my. I'm, I fucked the. I fucked the Nigerian like national flag with a Gucci <laughs> belt for a minute, but that's not. That's 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 beside the point. Back baby. to the point. My they, bad, y'all. You know they're gonna um, have a car for cologne too, baby. They ooh, baby. Listen, and, 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 and they gonna have their ankles <laughs> out because that's what Nigerians do. They have their baby, ankles say out. Ankles. Um, Achilles say just choking, just 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 showing. Um. But, so, you know, it's typical police brutality shit. So, the, the, the people in Nigeria, and again, again, stop me if it sounds familiar, the younger kind of conglomerate of, like, Nigerians started protesting, putting pressure on the government, using social media, using the internet, um, with the hashtag NSARS. And so, the pressure initially worked, even after, again, you, 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 Nigerians peacefully protest police brutality only to be met with more police brutality because police all across the world are just jackasses. Um, so, so, so the pressure worked and the Nigerian government ended SARS. They, they disbanded SARS. They disbanded the uh, strategic anti-robbery squad. However, what they did was they took some of those same people who were just in that one group and formed another group called mm-hmm. SWAT. And SWAT was... Do you have an acronym for I that? I do not, actually. It. It's like... But, like, basically, they remixed it. You know what I mean? They, 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 they remixed it, and they kind of disbanded it, but just put it together under a no name. Another name. So think how New new Edition and Bell Beat of SARS is New Edition. Mm-hmm. SWAT is Bell Beat of Like, it's still the same niggas. Y'all just remixed it a little bit. Um, and so they so, so they're doing again, they're doing the same shit that they've been doing, but just under a different name. And the protests have became violent. Um, you know, 78 people o- o- across the country of Nigeria, you gotta say Nigeria is a country, uh, w- was reported, you know, to be killed oh, in the last 24 hours due to these protests. And that's just what has been reported. Um, there's widespread and, and, and also Nigerians are now kind of just, you know, starting the foundation for an entire social revolution. 
because this was kind of the starting point, but now we're also asking for better schools, better infrastructure, you know, more access to jobs, just pretty much they want shit to be better. You know what I mean? So, um, so when you see the hashtag NSARS or NSWAT, that is what it's referencing. Um, we can talk about kind of some of the, the conversation about just the, the diaspora wars. You know what? I do want to get into that. I I, I would like to have, I would like to touch on that if that's okay with you, Fran, because it does. That's, 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 yeah, that's fine. I think, and I think I'll make this point, Van. I'll let you make your point and then I'll probably finish it off. Having diaspora wars about police brutality just feels thank dumb you. to me. Thank you, thank like, you, thank black, you, thank you. Black, black people in, all across this world are suffering. They're suffering in the same ways. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, what's that What's that Soldier Boy video? Like, he just stole my whole flow. Bar for bar, that's me. That's Big Soldier. That's the U.S. in Nigeria, which is police brutality. Like, they just stole the whole flow, bar for bar, lyric for lyric, flow for flow. We are very much more alike than we are yes. separate when it comes to black people in this in this world. Honestly, we are only really separated by by a boat stop. Some 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 motherfuckers stayed in Africa. Some motherfuckers were dropped off in the Dominican Republic. Some people were dropped off in Bahamas. Some people were dropped off at Jamaica. Some people are made it all the way to the United States. That's really what's mm-hmm. up with us. If we're being frank, so that's the first thing that, and then I'll let you make your point because I have a feeling of what you're making, and then we'll we'll double. So back. honestly, you touched on my entire point. To be real with you, Calvin, like the diaspora wars about police brutality is annoying, and honestly, the conversation that you guys are having with each other—if you put a mirror up to yourselves, you'd be talking to yourself. It's the same. And I know I've said this on this on this here platform time and time again, but anti-blackness is global. Racism is not an American trait. It's not. Anti-blackness in, in Yeah, in Nigeria, this black. So it's like anti, so listen, I'll put screaming. it like this. And I'm You're sorry to cut you off. But like anti-blackness is global. So when you guys are having your diaspora wars, please understand that there's a word for nigga and every language every language there is not a black person on this side of the world or that side of the world that does not experience some form of racial profiling discrimination and racism so i need us to honestly if we're gonna have our own cultural breakdowns let's not make that a part of it let's at least come to the understanding or realization that anti-blackness is a global thing and not just something that we as Americans face or them as Nigerians or Africans face, them as Aborigines face, them as, uh, as, as Europeans face, European blacks face. Anti-blackness is everywhere, especially because globalization and imperialism is global. It's global. And like you just broke it down, the oh, only yeah. thing that separates us, colonialism, all, that. all of that, the only thing that separates us a is stop. a pit stop. We just don't happen to get off the boat in America, bro. That's it. That's literally it. And I just get really, really tired of the diaspora wars, especially because we, as we, now more than ever, we should all be seeing that we are all facing the same devil. But instead, you want to nitpick because your devil is showing up as Ruby Woo instead of Russian Red. My nigga, it's still the devil. 
let's focus on that. Listen, that was to your that was to the women because I guarantee you, I guarantee you, niggas don't know the difference. Like, I, I, I <laughs> hey, what, hold on. How can how can y'all figure out how can how can y'all fi- figure out the difference between Ruby Rue and Russian wet Russian red? But y'all can't see a curve. Anyway, um, you know Calvin, first of all, fuck you. That curve was in my way. I was going straight. The curve leaped out. First of the fucking all, and as the second of all, was a double down on the fuck you because I'm absolutely parked on the curb right now, and ain't nobody finna move my car, and ain't nobody finna check me about it. Boo. Second of all, Ruby Rue looks good on everybody. Russian. Russian red don't suit all skin tones, okay? Mind your black ass business. Listen, all I'm saying is this, right? There is a word for nigger in every language. There are coons all across the the diaspora. (laughs) Like, and I think sometimes, um, and you know, we understand that sometimes, like, like we've had those diaspora wars where, like, you know. Africans have talked bad about African Americans and vice versa, and you're like, well, you know, Nigerians weren't super loud about Black Lives Matter. I don't know why we need to be loud for that. It's all all that shit's stupid because again, there are coons across every part of Black. Yes. Self hate is not an American trait. It's not a Nigerian trait. It's not a Jamaican trait. It's an, it, it is what it is. And I think, again, we focus on the loud minority um, and, and we, instead of focusing on the people on the people who actually give a fuck. Um, and we don't have enough time to talk about, like, idol worship when it comes to this, too, because I saw a lot of you comments can touch on about us. Uh, uh, okay. So I saw a lot of comments that kind of criticized a certain mega pop star who who was mm-hmm. who was silent mm-hmm. about this matter. Um, and I understand, I understand, I understand both parts of it. But the thing is, you can't have it both ways. So, like, I understand for someone who just made Black as King that they may want you to kind of. Yes. Be vocal, right? I understand that. Like, you 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 just made black. You know what I mean? You just made a blackity ass, African ass, blackity black ass piece of art. Hey, you might you, you kind of need to. You know what I mean? But it's also, it's like we can't. I understand that, but it's also we can't. We shouldn't look to celebrities for our voices. And Ooh, I, I'm, look I'm at conflicted. Me that's part of the reason. Bro. That's part of the reason. Twenty twenty is wild, bro. We gonna disagree later oh, no, on in this episode. Are. Twenty twenty is wild. Straight to the um, shit, actually. But to your point, because you're talking about Beyonce, who is my queen, and the, my my. We know how I feel about Beyonce. We don't have to get into there, right? Right. But I think that this. I will say. I will say this though. If we if we if we're going to stop idol worship and stop celebrity, still stop celebrity worship. That does include the celebrities. And yes, like, and I agree with you. You feel me? I'm gonna be honest with y'all. My celebrity worship dumb to an extent, right? Because we all have our faves. We we're all entitled to that, right? We all have the people in our lives that you know that have impacted us. Beyonce has impacted my life. She has. I really feel like when it came comes to the story of Alex, Beyonce has a lot to do with that. Like her music influenced portions of my entire life. There are bodies of work by Beyonce that. 
it takes me back to where I exactly where I was, like a lot of music does. It takes me back to a certain time period. And Beyonce is one of those artists that I've always been able to connect to. I've always been able to connect to her, right? Um, however, mm-hmm. as I become older and I start examining my own priorities, my own morals, the things that I truly, truly stand for, when your idols don't necessarily align with those values, it, it does something to you. It does. I was disappointed in the way Jay-Z, the husband that Jay-Z was to my fave, right? And we've talked about that. I'm disappointed in some of the very, very, very capitalist decisions that my fave has made and the impact of being a billionaire and what that actually means as I examine it and as I really, really learn for myself what it truly means to be a black billionaire and the things that she may or, and the decisions and the rooms that she may or may not have to have been in in order to make some of those decisions that put her to where she and her husband are today. I don't agree with it. I don't. I don't. Supporting capitalism at my pay rate does not, that, it, that, that does not help me. It doesn't. So when I'm talking and criticizing billionaires, I'm also criticizing my faves. And I, that's a pill you have to swallow, right? So when I look at celebrityism, y'all, and this is anybody that feels like celebrities should be speaking up more, I challenge you to ask them, speak up and say what? Because every time a celebrity has opened up their fucking mouths to say anything after we've put the pressure on them to do so, even what happened with George Floyd, and we put pressure on celebrities to speak up. When they did speak up, they said the dumbest shit I've ever fucking heard in life. Celebrities are not smart. They're just popular. And they do certain things that I like, so I support it, right? But just because you're a celebrity does not make you a talking head for the black community or the community at all. Just because you can sing and dance real, real good and you're able to tell a funny on stage every once in a while and I like your, the, your ability to slay a wig and throw some lashes on does not mean that every social justice thing that happens, I expect, you, I, I expect to hear from you. You're not a politician. But you are Black and you do have Black human experiences, except for our affluent Black people. The reality of the situation is this. Jay-Z and Beyonce and the celebrities alike that they align themselves with have enough money, power, and influence to not give a fuck about Black plight. They have enough money and power to not care. They don't have to care. They don't have to be invested. They don't have to. They don't have to. And I know that that pill is very, very hard to swallow. It was hard for me. But... The people that I quote unquote idolize have enough money to not give a fuck about my day to day. They have enough money to not care. So it's not their responsibility to speak up. It's not. It's not on them to stop the global plight of the world. It's not. It's not their responsibility. It falls on the people that we elect in these positions of power to hold and hold them to a certain standard of integrity, which is a different conversation on a different day and a different podcast because we're not that. But I just want y'all to evaluate your relationship with celebrities. And why do you think that they owe you a word? They don't. They don't. And the, and the fact of the matter it, is most... It's, so it's like this. But hold on real quick, friend. Ahead, most celebrities ahead, are extremely self-serving. Extremely. So the idea that I'm supposed to idolize somebody that is ultimately going to serve themselves at the end of the day after they take my money... Evaluate your relationship with that. I can enjoy your art and enjoy what you do from you and enjoy what you what I do get from you and not have to take anything else from you. And with a lot of celebrities, I find myself doing that. Beyonce is one of the celebrities I had to grow to do that with. 
I love the art that you produce, but the woman behind the art, I don't know about, sis. Because I don't know you. I don't know these people. They don't owe me shit. And I, I, will say, I will say this, right? And I will wrap it up because I think sometimes people get, have blinders, right? We crit, we, I think we criticize every black celebrity on being silent. It's just when it's your faith, <laughs> some people feel, some people take it differently because it's like, and I hate to, and I, and we'll, I hate the whole like, well, what aboutism? Mm-hmm. It was like, well, if 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 Beyonce is the one kind of being called a task because Beyonce just released a entire African based project less than six months ago, you don't you you saying, well, what about Jay-Z or what about Drake or what about whoever doesn't hit the way you think it does, sis, because guess what? We criticize them niggas too. It's like, you've been on Twitter long enough for for people to criticize, for you to see Jay-Z criticize. We just criticized that nigga about the NFL deal. Listen, Drake has a lyric in, in a song from 2015 that says, people are losing lives. Got me scared of on losing mine. And if I hold my tongue about it, I'll be crucified. That was in 2015. So again, I understand our faves are our faves, and you know, the standom is a thing. But but what aboutism doesn't slap right. to me? Because it's like, fam, that 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 roulette table always gonna hit. Like it it's, it may not be your turn but right now, but it's always someone's turn. Like both both those examples and countless other celebrities, no matter what they look like, have been called to the red table, have been called to task for a plethora of different issues. Like, do you not remember the story of Adidas? Do you not remember mm-hmm. the, the, the Jay Z NFL deal? Like, like both. Like, come on now. Like, I, let's not have such short memories. Like, life is life is too hectic for you to not remember shit how it happens. What's next? I agree with you. I, I absolutely agree. I just really want, I, I really do want the depth of celebrity culture. And I say that as somebody who ascends to be very popular. Like, I see myself as very, very, like, you and I are going to be very noteworthy people in our lifetime. So the fact that I have this issue with celebrity culture is ironic. And I feel like I'm going to end up having to revisit it in therapy in the next, like, five years. So as I too, as my, as I myself become celebrity, I'm going to have to evaluate my relationship with celebrity culture. Like, that's wild. I'll say one thing. Y'all motherfuckers, y'all motherfuckers try to cancel me after I make it big. I'm going to tell all y'all to suck my Honestly, dick. I'm just going to delete my Listen, Twitter. I said, I said, I'm just going to delete it. I said what I or, said. Or you know what? I'm just going to pay the people. Do I feel, do I feel this? I'm just going to have a brand manager at that point. Yeah, pay the $8. No, I'm just going to have a brand yeah, manager. Yeah, pay the $8. River app. Yes, and I'm going, Riva you know what I'm going to do? That you can literally pay $8 and it'll delete. Brand management, bro. Tell me to shut the fuck up. Honestly, I'm going to run all my th- all my tweets through my brand manager and whatever doesn't align with what I want to get across, they're going to tell me not to tweet that shit. And I won't. And a lot of y'all should invest into that shit. Speaking of which, Tory Lanez. I ain't never seen an innocent man run do? his mouth so much in my entire life, Calvin. When people don't do anything wrong, like genuinely, and I'm just talking about everyday people at this point, when everyday people are not in the wrong, they do not run their mouth. I've never met a man who felt the need to defend himself so much with an open case in my entire life. I got niggas on trial for doing, for selling weight 
that have had less to say than fucking Tory Lanez, bro. What's up with your mans, bro? Why is he Get my your mans? mans. I, well, I, I, that's not Get my your mans, mans bro. I made it very clear. I don't fuck with that nigga. I, this is not he my mans. So fuck long you. story short. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> You're right. So long story very short, right? Long story very, very short. Sorry, and mm-hmm. I didn't watch it because fuck Tory Lanez, but it absolutely got retweeted on my timeline. Apparently, allegedly, with this nigga's hand motions and shit, he has been on the internet talking about like why Megan the Stallion's story doesn't add up and why he's this and why he's that and why people should like listen to both sides and not be rushed to judgment. Megan the Stallion tweeted, and honestly, his sister's better than me because I still wouldn't say a shit. But Megan Thee Stallion tweeted something along the lines of, this nigga is crazy. <laughs> and I find it funny because he is. You've lost your motherfucking marbles, bro. There's absolutely no reason, if you're this innocent with this much of an open case, that you feel the need to say anything at all. And so here's, a, literally- weird, here's a weird part about it, right? The weird part about it was, that's, for, for the first like 60 to 90 days he was silent like i mean honestly you mean and here's the thing so like honestly because after the the day it happened literally his he went radio silent until he he dropped that guy forsaken album and and so here's my thing right because first things first i'm honestly so tired of this entire situation i just I really hope this is the last time we talk about it until like somebody gets convicted of something. <laughs> I, I, honestly, um, but here's my thing: one, I would respect, and I guess he, no one gives a fuck about my respect, but I would understand it if that man just stayed radio silent, or literally would just, or literally maybe just made a statement early on, like I can't speak on, any, I can't speak on the open case, so I'm not going to speak on, I'm not going to speak on the alleged situation. I'm going to let it play out in the courts. And once everything is wrapped up, then you'll hear my side of the story. And then just left it at that. Niggas would have been, niggas would have understood. Niggas, people still would have came with their own conclusions and came with their own narratives and came with their own stories. But niggas would have understood it. Like, I can't, I can't speak on, I can't speak on anything open. So I'm not, I hear y'all, but whatever, you know what I'm saying? So like, so part of it was, I think part of this is ego driven. Um, and then like, you know, you have the bodyguard coming with, coming with stories and this, that, and the third. And I think, honestly, here's what I think happened. I mean, I wouldn't, the only people who were there were them niggas and <laughs> their stories on the line. Right. I honestly, and I honestly think like he probably shot at the ground and then the fragments hit Megan. But guess what, nigga, you still shot her. Like they don't, they don't give partial credit for fragmented bullets. You feel me? It's not like, oh, you kind of shot her. So you, no, <laughs> like you, like if you shot at the ground to scare her or to, for whatever reason or whatever, the fragment still hit her in the foot, bro. Like so, you still shot her. If I shoot off a warning shot and someone gets hit, I still get that charge. <laughs> like I think that's what I'm not necessarily understanding here. It's because it's like, nigga. She, you know what I mean? Like, the you're being charged for for the act, not the intention of the act. Like, assault is you don't 
Assault, you can get assault by just walling off and hitting somebody. You know what I'm saying? You get you're getting charged for the act, not the intention. So like the story about like Right. You know what I'm saying? We was fighting with the gun fighting with the gun. I ain't I ain't mean to hit her. Like nigga, that's you still are admitting to doing that. Like there's not it's not like it's a murder charge where you're just like negligent homicide versus premeditated. It's not that. Like nigga, you're charged with assault. And like no matter if you meant to shoot her or you didn't shoot her, or you meant to shoot at the ground, or whatever the case may be, nigga, she still ended up shot. You fired a gun at an unarmed black woman walking the fuck away from you. It don't matter, bro. She was unarmed. She was not a threat. She wasn't a threat. She wasn't a threat. And I understand Megan Thee Stallion's stature in compared to Tory Lanez. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. He had a gun on him. For whatever fucking reason, niggas carry guns. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm a gat toting pistol hole nigga my damn self. But I guarantee you the one thing I've never done was pulled my gun out on a nigga who was not ready to die about it. You had to be specifically threatening me, bro. Period. I've, I, in my head and in my lifetime, I pulled my gun out three times my entire life because I was ready to die about it. You mean to tell me Megan the Stallion, unarmed black woman, Megan the Stallion was such a threat to you that you had to shoot at her? It does not matter to me. The semantics behind the case of this, and honestly, I, this will probably be the last time we even talk about it because it pisses me off that much, bro. Like, you cannot sit here and tell me that there is any justifiable reason that you shot an unarmed black woman. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is, bro. She was walking away from you. She was walking away to the point where Megan Thee Stallion's story has been criticized so much that the hospital that treated her violated a HIPAA law to let you niggas know that she was put in harm's way. What more do y'all need from her? What more do you need? All, you know what it is? I just get tired of you niggas playing in my face about it. So I'm gonna just call it out for what it is and we can move on, Calvin, honestly. Y'all wanted an excuse to still listen to that nigga's project and still turn around and say that you support black women and you can't have it both ways. This is truly one of those situations where you have to either choose cake. You're like, you either have to have cake and eat it. You cannot fence it, the situation. You cannot. And I get wanting to hear both sides. I get wanting to know the complete story. I get wanting to know where Tori was coming from or what, what kind of mind frame puts you, like what the fuck is going on in your life that you think that that's a viable option. I get wanting the facts. I get that. But number one, nothing that has come out of that, excuse me, nothing that has come out of that nigga's mouth has been the truth. Number one. Number one. Nothing that has come out of that nigga's mouth makes a lick of sense. Number one. Number two. And I think the biggest portion of it all is that you can listen to Tory Lane's quote unquote side of the story if you want to. That's on you. But what you're not going to do is sit here and play, play in my face about it. Wanting to hear both sides and defending his reasoning why is bullshit. It's bullshit. And anybody who sits there and tells you it's not is also full of shit. He's wrong, bro. There are not two sides to right or wrong. And I really need niggas to get past that. There are not two sides to right and wrong. That nigga's wrong. And anybody who plays the, the semantics game when it comes to that shit can block me. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Y'all are full of shit. And it's annoying. It's truly annoying. Go ahead, friend. You said you I mean you said most of it. Like I ain't like I ain't got to we, we ain't got to reheat or re-step on 
everything. I just I think I think some people get legitimate curiosity about like what the fuck. Like again, we when situations don't make sense, we try to put the pieces together to make it make sense. We we add pieces to it. And this situation is a huge is a huge what the fuck. Like if we just break it down to its molecular core. Two rising stars in the music industry who apparently had a secret fuck buddy relationship, whatever the fuck, being top during the middle of in the middle of a pandemic, somehow ends up in gunshots. Like like that story at its core doesn't make sense. So people try to make it make sense, and I think some people b- right. blur that line and okay, how does this make sense? And then trying to defend someone's actions. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Because I still don't know necessarily why he, why he did it. Is more, but I, that, but at, the, at this point, the why doesn't matter nearly as much as the you did this. And again, if for some reason, right? Because again, if the courts come back and say, nigga, you didn't do this, like, they, somehow they pull it off and like, hey, you're acquitted, you're found not guilty on all charges, whatever the fuck, then we can revisit this, right? Because the court, the court of public opinion and the court of law have two different levels of burden of proof. The court of law literally has, you're guilty until proven, you're, you're innocent until proven guilty. Right, like I, I have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that you did this because I'm, I'm sentencing you to jail time. The court of public opinion does not have that same burden of proof. You're, you're guilty until you're proven innocent. So if, if, if in the upset of a century, if it comes out that like they found out that he didn't do it for what that his side of the story was the side of the story, then we revisit this conversation. But in the more likelihood opinion that that's not the case i don't want to revisit this anymore because my opinions don't change and it's just right it's it, my opinions aren't aren't going to change in the matter i just i can't i can't get jiggy with you shooting someone unarmed like unless and, right. and now again and from all intents and purposes from what we're seeing it's not like she was beating on this nigga in and then he kind of like defended himself. You know what I mean? It's not like that's a situation. Right. Like the video shows her walking away. So she clearly wasn't beating on you as she was walking away. So, yeah. And you know, like I said, there's too many parts of this story that just don't, they don't, they don't sit well with me. And the more and more that that nigga talks, the more and more the niggas that defended him piss me off because how can you listen to that and think truth oh yeah that nigga's truth or oh yeah that nigga he's full of integrity or like how do you listen to that and hear anything but bullshit which lets me know that you niggas don't really listen for comprehension you listen for what you want to hear y'all listen for the points that agree with you and not the full story and i just don't well like, excuse me y'all listen for points that agree with Y'all listen for points that agree with your opinion and not what's fully being said. And I can't get you. Well, that's a perfect segue because, I mean, we do that. Everyone does that all the time. So speaking of people listening to half the stories, um, Ice Cube, that's the next topic, Ice Cube. So, Uh, So let's talk about it. All right. So Ice Cube 
this entire election cycle has been very much vocal about his contract with Black America, that his his plan, quote unquote, that he wants to see enacted. He's 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 called himself a single issue voter. Like if you're not talking the you know the advancement of Black people specifically, I don't want to hear it. All sorts of shit. And you know people people I under, I understand that honestly. Like there's a lot of people who who agree with that viewpoint. I mean, I agree with parts of that viewpoint. Like look, nigga, like. Everybody else then got they everybody else then got they, you know what I'm saying, specific shit. Like Germany still pays victims of the Holocaust families money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I understand that. So I guess and so according to according to a couple different sources, um Ice Cube reached out to both the Republicans and the Democrats about this plan. Which again, I understand. You know, you, sometimes to get what you want, you got to work with what you got, and not necessarily who you want. And if you if you want to make it a bipartisan issue, I understand that. And so he's he's reached out to both parties, and then it comes out, and all this is, all this comes out after the fact. So then one of forty uh, fives like senior advisors tweets out that Ice Cube has worked with the campaign, the Trump campaign on the quote-unquote platinum plan for black Americans. Um, also, first and foremost, why does everything for black people have to be platinum? Like, niggas don't like platinum no more. Platinum has fell out of style. Um, <laughs> we are gold. You feel me? All gold in my like, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, like platinum <laughs> was like so early to mid-2000s and shit. You know what I mean? But so... It comes out, and so then everybody's like, "Well, what the fuck, Ice Cube? Like what the fuck?" Because Ice Cube, over the course of like the, this election cycle, has been kind of telling niggas to like stay home and to not vote. Or to, he's been one of those "I'm not voting for the lesser two evils" people, right? So then it comes out that you're working sub 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 you know behind the scenes with one of the parties. It, it feels a little disingenuous, and so then. Ice Cube comes out and starts trying to defend himself. And so Ice Cube comes out and says, I reached out to both to both parties. Um, Biden and the Democrats told me they would they would they would kind of hit me back after the election. Trump and the Republicans, you know what I'm saying, met with me, you know, his people on his team met with me and we and, and they had we had a conversation. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where that but he says he didn't endorse anyone. And that's why I want to remind him that in this pol- in this political climate, in this election cycle, if you don't negatively endorse somebody, it looks like you are endorsing them at this point, especially when it comes to this man. And so, and then once you pull into the platinum plan deeper, you know, the 500 billion for African-Americans is really like, we're just going to allow black people to loan money. Like, we're not giving mm-hmm. anybody shit. We're just going to allow y'all to loan money and it's a bunch of other shit that's like, that isn't really substantial. And then you realize that, like, Trump also, his people also said that we're not going to implement this at, if, if ever until after the election. The difference is Biden and his people told Ice Cube straight up, like, nigga, we are three weeks out of the presidential election. We have, we have bigger fish we need to fry right now. 
if we win, we'll 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 double back on this and we'll work something out. And also, and I know I'm, I'm jumping back and forth a little bit, but also Biden also has a plan for African Americans. It's just both plans, if we're keeping it a buck, don't come nearly close enough to what black people would deserve. Again, we need reparations. Every other reparations. Cut the checks, sis. Open your purse. And and it's not saying that as just like a, a hot button topic. It's literally every other group of people that were enslaved or were treated unjustly over the course of this his, of the course of history got a check from the country who did that as a my bad. So here's the issue. And so then people are the the, the, the Trump campaign is running with the fact that Ice Cube has endorsed Trump. Even when Ice Cube says like nigga I didn't endorse anyone. But you can't unring a bell. Right. Right. The truth of if you work with them on trying to get this black plant, this black American plan together turns into Ice Cube endorphins Trump. And so it's. I understand the thought process of it all. Right. I understand the thought process, because, listen, also, we're not going to just get get not give the Democrats some some heat too. like the Democrats have been creating voting ads involving battle rap and strippers. So it's like to target black men. So it's like neither side really is doing the best here as far as courting the black vote, especially the black male vote. But it's 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 a, it's a math problem. If Biden does nothing to to specifically help the black community, and we can talk about all the policies that help black people because we are lower income than most other countries. Com, uh, communities, right. all that. But if Biden does zero things that actively help the black community, but Trump does 20 things that actively hurt the black community, which one is better? <laughs> like, I'd rather right. you not, but you know I'd rather you not give honest. me no money than to take money from me. Baby, say that part. But also, I can't... Alright, right? So we know how my, what my opinions are about voting. Right. We I'm very vocal about that. I can't sit here and lie, friend, given that statistic and given what just came out of your mouth. Right. I completely understand why people are apprehensive about voting or apprehensive or have their reservations about the legal system and the the, like apprehensive of participating in our country and that capacity at all. I completely understand the apprehension behind it. The leaders that we've entrusted with this country are not forthcoming at all on either way that you swing that pendulum. But I'm gonna be honest with you, if you're choosing to stay inactive, especially in this day and age, mean you have nothing else to talk about. Like, like You can't I, sit it I'll wrap it. I'll wrap it up like this, because we've talked about this. I'll let the choppers spray. I'll put it like this. Once. Right. You can, you can opt out of the process. You can't opt out of the results. Like You can choose not to vote. Again, that is your right. It yes. is your right to choose not to vote. And for plenty of people in this country, they have no choice but to not vote because they have been disenfranchised. They are no, you know what I'm saying? They are not allowed to vote because they were too young, they are incarcerated, or whatever else. But you can, use the, right. the effects of it, especially down the ballot, is still going to happen to you no matter what you do. So would you rather right. have an input right. 
in the process or not. And the second thing, for all you third-party voting ass niggas. So in the final, Y'all piss me off more and more every day. So in the finals, right? You know, I know you don't watch the sports, but in the finals, we had the Los Angeles Lakers and the Miami Heat. And so those two teams right. were in the finals. Those two teams had a chance to win. You either wanted one of those two teams to win. I wasn't sitting... Shout out to the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Bron, shout out to the Lakers. I wasn't sitting back rooting for the Boston Celtics. I wasn't sitting back <laughs> rooting for the Los Angeles Clippers. I wasn't sitting back rooting for a team <laughs> that wasn't in the fucking finals and therefore had no chance to win. I'm a Cleveland Cavaliers fan as well. I wasn't sitting back rooting for the Cavs. They're not involved in this space. That is how dumb some of you third-party niggas sound to me. And I understand it. Yes. The two-party system is outdated. I get it. And we I literally just talked last week on how I would save the world by adding by adding a ranked choice voting system in order to make sure you can vote your choice and also vote your safety choice. Like we have schools yes. and we you have schools that you apply to that you hope you get in and then you have your safety so, but that's not yes, absolutely. But that's not the case right now. This is a two-party system. Only one of two. Yes, this ain't that. Only guys. one of two motherfuckers has a reasonable chance of winning. Voting for a motherfucker who has no chance of winning just seems dumb to me. Writing in Harambe, you know writing in Kanye, writing in Hennessy. All of those things that we have documented, document. Because baby, if, if you think I haven't written in Hennessy, okay. So sixteen year old Alex learning how like voting actually works, and when they give you the dummy ballot when you go with your parents to vote, I absolutely voted some ignorance. But shit. guess what? That I'm vote didn't count anyway. Now, so I almost cussed you out, but that vote didn't right. count. So therefore, you know what? No harm, no foul. Yeah, like. But listen, and here's the thing: enough people voted in Harambe that he was actually on the results list. And so, and when we have certain states that are decided by thousands of votes and you have 16,000 people vote Harambe or Hennessy or these nuts, it's disheartening. And that's why, among all the other things that Kanye Omari West has done, the biggest fuck you. Kanye Amari West. That's his name. That's his actual name. Um, the biggest fuck you to Kanye for perpetuating this write-in campaign, this third-party campaign, is because it is it is it's, people are going to vote for this motherfucker. I have seen TikToks and I have seen tweets of people literally writing in Kanye, and I'm just like, not again. I thought I thought we learned. I thought we I thought we learned. I thought we learned our lesson after 2016. Also, and I and I don't know. Speaking of lessons, and I don't know like what civics class you niggas actually paid attention to. But let me go ahead and be the one to say this too, because by the time we're getting down to the last couple episodes before the election, right? Which is, you know, I'm taking PTO November 4th. I think my bedtime gonna be 3 p.m. on on election day. Because hey, I, and I'll, I'll nope, even say this. Nope, and I'll nope, even say nope, this nope. before you before you finish it, because I want people to understand something. We have to, to we bed. have to set expectations because of a pandemic and because of how many people are voting early or voting absentee or mailing in their vote. 
all of those mail-in votes and shit don't get counted until after election day. So I, I yes. want I want people to be very un- understanding that you're probably not going to have a real uh, an ide- a real winner the night of. You may not even have a no, real winner the next day. Honestly, you, I'm be honest with you guys. It's, instead of election day, as a bitch, it's probably going to be election week, election month. You may not know until like middle of November. Especially if this, especially if this election goes like the way it goes, how I'm praying it goes down. Like y'all think Trump is going without a fight? You're out of here. You're out of your goddamn mind. If you think that that man and the hubris on that man is not going to put up a, a huge fight before he leaves that White House, you're sadly mistaken. Sadly. So let me tell y'all something right now to gird your loins. A, do not hit my inbox at all November 3rd. I ain't got nothing for you. Two, and like I think the biggest portion of this thing that I was getting at, you can vote right now. The last day to vote is November 3rd. That's not the day. That's, that, that is the election day. But that's not the last, that's the last day to vote. You have opportunities out the ass to vote. Get it in. Early, Get early it in. voting. And I hate that, like. Early voting. Is early voting. Voting by mail. mail. I don't know if it's too late to do a mail-in ballot. If you, if you, like, got, your, if you like, got your mail-in ballot sure. in, in, in the state of Ohio, if you have your mail-in ballot already, you've had, to, you've had to request it already. So if you haven't requested it, you know, you're a little, right. but if you have your mail-in ballot, all you need to do is to drop it off. At, at either the board of elections or a designated polling, designated mailing place, and it just has to be postmarked by election day. You know what I mean? So, but also yes. get it. In. But whatever y'all choose to do, get it in. Do that shit. Get it because again, this 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 election cycle is the wildest we've ever seen. Because like we've never had to vote for a president in the middle of a pandemic. So and. Right. So if you can do it early, if you have the flexibility to do it early, also, just get it out the way. That way it's, it's not the, dawning on yeah, me. Just get it out the way. Sorry. It is low key dawning on me how many people are voting for like their like how many people in like, you know what I'm saying, our generation are voting for the first time for a president. Like this is your first time really getting a chance to really vote for a sitting president. And that honestly Take a moment and take that in. Like, take that in. And I don't want either... With If you're my friend, I pretty much know how you're voting. Because we're not friends if you're voting in an opposite direction. I'll say that much. At this point in time, like, I was willing to argue semantics with every other administration except for this one. Because there's too much at stake. There's too, many, there's too much at stake. At this point, a vote for Trump is a vote for racism and that you and I are just not friends anymore. Just understand that. I don't know if I need to make that clear. You know what? I'm going to stop assuming that I make myself clear and just make myself clear moving forward. That's a part of my growth. And we'll touch on that here in a minute. But like, no, if you are voting for Trump, you and I are no longer friends. You no longer have access to me. And we're not like, do not call me. Don't text me. Don't ask for an explanation. Don't want to sit down and get coffee. I don't want to work out our I don't want to kick it with you. I don't want to skate with you. I don't want to break bread with you. Yeah. We ain't got shit. We ain't got shit to talk about, my guy. And I mean that wholeheartedly. You and I have nothing else to talk about because you didn't think that like I and we talked about this before. A vote for Trump is a vote for racism and you are racist. I'm not playing the semantics game with you today. I ain't got that to do. You're racist. And that's something that you need to sit with in your own time, not mine. 
period, period. So please understand that like when you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And Ice Cube is learning that as well. Fran, do you want to touch on that? Um, stupid games, stupid prizes. I mean, we talked about Ice Cube a little bit. Ice Cube. Yeah, we talked about Ice Cube. You know what I'm saying? How Ice Cube was trying to, you know, play both sides and trying to understand that, like, he was trying to work with what he got. and that, But he didn't think he was endorsing anyone by working with what he got. Now, in this political climate, an absence, like, if you, you know what I mean? So that's what it is, right? Go ahead. Here's the thing about Ice Cube, right? And this is the part that I want y'all to pay very, very close attention to. You don't have to verbally endorse anybody for you to endorse their policies. And do not get me right. Do not get me wrong about celebrity culture, right? Because Ice Cube got caught up in the rapture and we told him. That's the thing, right? We, as, as the followers that he claims to influence and care so much about, like the, the, like the fact that he cares so much about the opinions of these people, right? I have to be real. You don't, this is where Ice Cube fucked up. He assumed that he was smarter than the rest of us. Like a lot of celebrities do. His hubris got the best of him and it bit him in the ass because he assumed that he was so much more right or so much more, like he was su had such more of an elevated sense of thinking than the common everyday people that he's trying to influence. So he figured that, oh, I'm Ice Cube. I've been talking this shit this long and people fuck with me this long. I wonder how much closer to the envelope I can push. And no, you didn't necessarily endorse Trump, but when your policies align with his, it's an endorsement. It's an endorsement. And he tried to play stupid with us and we didn't go. We weren't going for it. And I'm glad. I'm glad. So let that be a lesson to you. When you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. So that's all I have on that one, friend. Yeah, that's all I got. Um, you had a, one more topic. Um, well, you have two, actually. What does applying pressure in dating really mean? Whew, so a little lighthearted <laughs> after, after the heaviness of, you know, this episode, right? So I, I see a lot of people, a lot of women especially, talking about applying pressure. Like, if you want me, you got to apply pressure. I ain't fucking with no nigga unless he's applying pressure. Like, you know what I'm saying? Even after you have me. You, you ain't got to say it like that either. Even after you get me, so got to apply pressure. And I want you to listen. I'm saying it exactly how you think I'm saying it. All the, all the, all the neck movements, all the little hand movements, because that's how it comes off to me. And so, and so I, it's like, what is, but here's the thing. A lot of times we just say a phrase and then we don't know what it means. <laughs> and so I think this is how we're going to break this down. What does applying pressure actually mean? I'm weak. Right. And I think a lot of times people get the game fucked up. And girl, what are you doing? Are you cooking? Um, no, I'm not cooking. My house smells like weed, so I was trying. <laughs> the weed. Sorry, y'all. Hey, listen. Stay on. I can't drink right now. But one thing we gonna do, we gonna smoke some weed. We'll touch on that here in a second. Too. Um, and so what is the point? I think sometimes people don't understand what that looks like. You, as a man, you hitting her up every day ain't necessarily applying pressure, right? If I text you, like, what you doing? Every day, I'm texting you a lot, but I'm not applying pressure. So applying pressure is, like, um, applying pressure in the, in the kind of most literal sense is I am forcing this woman to make a decision on whether or not she fucks with me enough to make it to the next step. So applying pressure would be, like, I saw some, I saw some slick shit in somebody's DMs. 
Uh, like somebody DM'd and shit. Like he like Buddy DM'd her with three questions. He was like, "What's your?" He was like, "What's your favorite time of day? What's your favorite day of the week? And what's your favorite restaurant?" You know, random questions. She answered those questions. Whoop de whoop de whoop. Then he then he sent her a dinner reservation at that time at that restaurant. Right. That's a. That's kind of cute. But that's applying pressure because it's like, look, at this point, you applying pressure is basically like you're going to need to let me know that you're not fucking with me. Otherwise, this is, this is the road we're going down. Women, women, how do I say this about being mean? Women will let niggas talk to themselves in their inboxes all day. Women will, women mm-hmm. will let, they have no issue keeping surface level conversations and, and certain little flirty kikis and and certain little ego boosts in their inboxes all day. But even if they don't like you, every every chick got a food nigga. Every chick got a I'm I need some attention. I need somebody to gas me up. Every chick got that. Applying pressure. Okay. D- stop me when I start lying. Applying pressure is when you kind of you for, it's not it's not being a super aggressive in like un- an uncomfortable way. Applying pressure is like. I, I'm going to force you to make a decision on whether or not you you like me enough to, to let this continue. Do you see a future? Do you see... Are you on the same page I'm on? So, like, me sending you dinner reservations, it's like, look, if you don't like me, stop this now. Of all, we're going to dinner. You know what I'm saying? Me kind of, like, t- you know, taking initiative. You know, basically, I'm like, look, I'm... Like, me noticing some little shit that you mentioned and then give then gift it then sending it to you. That's you know, shit like that. Shit where you where you would hope you feel uncomfortable if you don't fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? Like if you don't really fuck with me, you're not gonna like some some women are just devious. But if you really but if you're a good person and you don't fuck with me, you're gonna stop this at some point because you're like, eh, I'm still fucking my ex. <laughs> like the ghost of Dick's past is still haunting me. Like, relax. Um and so that, but also applying pressure, A, only looks cute when she actually fucks with you. If she, if, when you apply pressure and you're either ugly to her or she don't fuck with you, it's just creepy. I think a lot of times we understand that like, because men struggle with that, right? We struggle with certain shit being cute if somebody does it and then somebody else does it and it's creepy. And you have to understand mm-hmm. that like the line the line is thin, but it's very visible. And it all depends, does she like you or not? Like, <laughs> it, it sounds frivolous, but it's true. It's, it's, it's consent, and it's, and it's vibes, and it's energy. It's like, if she likes you, you can get away with that shit. If she don't like you, you can't. You just gotta kind of figure out if you can get away with it or not. And then the second thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, I'll put it like this. Uh, in basketball terms, a team doesn't play a full court press every minute of the game because they'll get tired quickly and they will lose energy. Mm-hmm. Or, for example, there's a reason Beyonce don't, she don't really lean into every single note, especially while she's doing choreography. Like, there's certain songs that she does choreography to, like, you know what I'm saying, the, the divas, the, um, you know what I'm saying, single ladies, and there's certain songs where she stands there on the mic and just sings. You feel what I'm saying? Because of, because the songs that she stands there and just sings, your resentments, your I cares, your 
one plus ones, take too much vocally for her to do anything else. Versus some of your other more poppier songs, she can do vocals and choreography because the vocals don't really require that much. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. To me, it's like, how do I say this? You have to, you have to know your lane. You have to know your lane. And also, it all started with Matthew Knowles making them girls sing and run at the same damn time. So the stamina that you see her have on stage was built in, was built in the trenches. Right. Do with that what you want. And will. so, okay, so, so that brings me back to my point. When someone's applying pressure, they're doing the full court press. They're singing resentment. They are, they are kind of, they're like starting off really strong. They're starting off the same way the baby starts off on a song. He don't even wait for the beat to drop. He just come in and kick the dough down. You feel me? But that is harder. Mm-hmm. That is hard to maintain. Because, you know what I mean? Because it's like, fam, like, there's only an infinite amount of shit I can get you that you don't already have. There's only, there's only so much. Because, again, we're, we're generally both busy. So there's only so much I can do. And so, so it's kind of, hey, what's, what's the difference between kind of falling back in a more normal routine and then falling off is kind of the first question I want to ask you. I'm sorry, repeat that question? What's the difference? So, like, which, say, say a nigga applies pressure to you. You know what I'm saying? Like he pulls up on your bumper. Right. He, said, he, 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 he show effort. He do what he need to do. He, like he applying like a lot of pressure, not just, hey, what you doing? Or let me see some news. It's like a lot. It's like legitimate pressure. What what is the difference then? Okay. What is the difference then from a man like kind of just falling back into like a normal kind of routine and then falling off? Like, oh, you you ain't keep that same. End. Like, what's so the difference? So the difference. So here's the thing: the only difference is my interest. I'll be honest with you. The only difference is my interest. There's a man who can hit me up there, and and I'll be honest with you. I can guarantee. And this is not even on no arrogant shit. And I really hate that I have to jump into this bag, right? But, like, not on no arrogant shit. But I can always tell the men, every selfie that I post, I can tell you which top five, at least ten. Five to ten men are going to have something to say to me about it. Consistency. I know what to expect out of you. And my interest level with these men has never changed. Ever. Ever. It's not going anywhere. I feel the same. It is the same. It's whatever's clever. Um... The difference is that, like I said to you in the beginning, my interest level, how interested am I in this man? If I'm not interested in this man at all, then he going to stay exactly where he is, commenting, liking, that's it. We may share a couple memes, maybe that. But like a man I'm interested in, every time he says something to me, I'm going to assume it's pressure. I'm going to assume it's go time. I'm going to assume that this may be the time that the dribble becomes a shoot. Because a lot of times men in your inbox, they will dribble first. They will dabble a ball up. They'll play with the ball. You know what I'm saying? But when they finally toss that rock up, honey, I'm, it, it, bro, shoot. All you got to do, nothing but net. Nothing but net, baby. My interest level is the only thing that dictates that. Because a nigga I'm not interested in is a pervert to me. Okay, so. Okay. You are literally <laughs> a sexual offender at that point. So my, I guess my question <laughs> Is, is there, has there ever been any time where a nigga that you wasn't necessarily super fucking with off top kind of applied pressure into you giving them a chance? <laughs> Calvin, please. What? That's um, not even a bad question. 
Calvin, please. Because you know the answer to this question. The answer to this question is yes. Of course I have. Of course I have. I'm be honest with you. And this is to all the our gorgeous, fine-ass women listeners that we have. Being a bad bitch is hard. <laughs> it is hard. Being a bad bitch is difficult. Brother shit gets daunting. And to be honest with you, I too get exhausted with being a bad bitch. It's a lot of fucking work. Because not only do I have to think for myself, I got to think for this nigga too. And I guess that shit gets... I'm tired, What do you bro. mean, I got to think for this nigga tired. too? What do you mean? All right. What I mean by that is this, okay? I have to assume your intentions. Okay. Because I know what mine are, right? I, I know what mine are. Now I have to assume that you have good intentions for me. I have to assume that... Um, I have to assume that the thirst is mutual because I'm thirsty. At this point, I'll be honest with you. I'm not the easiest person to get my attention from. I be aloof about a lot of shit. Niggas have to damn near tell me out of their mouths, Alex, I want to take you on a date. Alex, I like you. You have to make it black and white for me. I'm not a hint type of girl. And not because I can't see the hint, but because I'm stupid. Like, I'm stupid. I don't know. Bro, I have no idea that that nigga was shooting at me like that. I have no fucking clue. But, okay, he's shooting at me like that. All right, now what? Now what? Now what do I do? So, a lot of it for me is, well, shit. Okay, he done made it plain. Now what's up? And now I know the thirst is mutual. Oh, it's go time. Now, at this point, I'm just waiting for you to ask. I'm just waiting for you to ask me out. Um, A lot of times, niggas miss that window of opportunity. Ah, patriarchy. Because you could also just ask that nigga out, but that's too much work. Hell no! Uh, Bro, the one thing I love about patriarchy, and I know that I'm going to be burned at the stake like a character from COVID, like American Horror Story, but like the one thing I do love about patriarchy is niggas taking the initiative. Yes. <laughs> I am not going to ask a nigga out. I ain't got it. Like, does the mind, like, t- t- <laughs> like telepathy work? Like, I know this nigga hear me thinking about him. Like, does that work? Because <laughs> it's just like, there's been so many times, you know, in my in my past life, not now, I'm delivered. But in my past life, where, you, you know what I'm saying, like, a woman will tell you, like, I mean, I had a little crush on you, you know what I'm saying, a little bit. And I was laying on you. It was like, we could have, we could have sped this up. You could have, you know what I'm saying? You could have just let me know. Nope. Me, nope. Meanwhile, nope. you nope. meanwhile nope. you out here at home waiting for Mr. Right to break in your door like the fucking Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. When you could just text that nigga, hey, I like you. Or like, hey, what are you doing? You know what I mean? It's just, it's just stupid. It's fucking dumb. And I hate it so much. I hate it. Because it's like, you're, nope. you're literally choosing... You're not choosing peace. You're you're choosing frustration. And for what? <laughs> for fucking what? <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Because a lot of times, and this is just as a woman that, okay, I was the kind of girl who had to grow into herself. Right? I wasn't the quintessentially pretty girl. I was not. I was not. I had buck teeth and I had a very, I had a very disproportionate body in comparison to my head. My head to body ratio was off. <laughs> I <laughs> boy fuck you it's okay ahead, listen I, listen god love the bobbleheads too you feel me god love the bobbleheads too because everybody's been i was small i was a st- 
stick. But your head was like, your head. I had to grow into that shit. I understand. But my head was my head. Listen, I and a bitch had to, a real bitch had to grow. I into understand it, okay? having to grow into your head. I understand it. I'm not laughing because of that. I'm just laughing because of how you described it. But I understand. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Certain body parts. It was parts, head and shoulders over here for a while. Shoulders, knees and toes. Knees and toes. <laughs> toes, knees and toes, bro. But continue. Continue. So, th- with knowing that that was my journey, okay? Knowing that that was what the fuck I had to grow through. Um, I got to give grace for that. And so, my point about the story is this. As a woman who did not grow up pretty as fuck all her life, I was not the quintessentially pretty girl. I had, it took me some time. It took me a lot of time to grow into like this grown womanness that I'm kind of tapping into now. Um, th- so that when niggas are like, I have a hard time deciphering when nigga, are you shooting at me or like, do you just like my picture right now? Like, I I'm just cute in this frame or in this angle. Like, are you shooting at me? And then, like, coming to the realization that nine times out of ten, these niggas are absolutely shooting. And bitch, I just, I'm, I'm stupid when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like, I don't, I don't pick up on it at all. And it's not on the like the oh nigga, speak up with your chest. You know what I'm saying? If you like me, you need to say it with your chest. I ignore hands, whoop de woo, hand claps, and all that head bobbing and neck snapping shit. No, I'm just stupid as fuck, and I don't pick up on shit that isn't blatant. You have to kind of put it in my face. <laughs> and I hate that I'm like this. I really do. I'm, I'm childish because put it in my face made me laugh. Um, a child, bro. <laughs> but you know what? Real quick before we jump up off of here, right? yeah, we'll 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 get to chopping the whole fable about broke people energy later. So real quick, right? No, 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 because that shit was funny as fuck, and I also have a point. So we'll save that for next time. But real quick, um, I was tasked with being transparent. So I feel like, you know what I'm saying, on this here podcast, what better time to do that? Um, so we talk a lot about the pandemic, right? And we talk about the mental health and the deterioration of just like what this year has been for a lot of us. And a lot of us have found the silver lining in very dark clouds. But that does not negate from the fact that these are still very heavy and very dark clouds that a lot of us have been living underneath for quite some time now. Um, I'm not ready to get too personal about it, so I'm not going to, Calvin. Um, but what I will say is this, guys, I see you. And those dark clouds, the times that you're crying and despaired and discouraged and nobody knows anything about it, I see you. I hear you. I feel it. I feel it because I'm there. And it's not sometimes just enough to take care of yourself because you don't know what that looks like. I've been there. I don't know what taking care of myself is on a day-to-day. Every day, my needs change. Every day, what I need in this moment is not going to be what I need tomorrow. And it's about giving myself grace to know that about myself in order to be patient. I don't know what I need. I don't always have the answers for Alex. But what I do know is that there are answers. And sometimes the answer is right in front of you. Sometimes it takes some digging. Sometimes you need some professional help coming to your own conclusions. Whatever that is, give yourself grace and patience to figure that out. And sometimes when you get the answers about yourself that are jarring or unexpected or kind of it takes a minute to accept, give yourself the love that you needed to begin with. 
Give yourself space. Give yourself grace. Give yourself patience. Give yourself time. Give yourself space to be mad as fuck. Anger is an emotion the same way happiness is. And when we start learning how to take those gra- both those emotions with the same grain of salt, you'll start to notice progress in your life. You'll start to notice that you're able to handle things a lot differently because you have a different perspective on shit. You don't have to have the answers. You don't have the answer. You don't have to have tomorrow's answers today. You don't. You don't. You don't have to have next week's answers today either. Sometimes it just is what it is. And when you start learning, and I'm learning this as well, so I'm sharing it. But when you learn how to be patient with yourself, truly patient with yourself, you'll start treating yourself a lot softer and a lot gentler and a lot more just as a human. The only expectation of perfection is from ourselves. That's internal. Nobody in the world has that expectation of you. So calm down. It's okay. I don't have the answers either. I don't have it together either. My shit is fucked up too. It's fucked up. Y'all, my shit is fucked up. But the difference is that I know it's fucked up. So now I'm putting in an empowering position to do something about it. So do that for yourselves, y'all. I kind of gave you my 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 positive note early, but that's what I have. <laughs> my bad, Calvin. Nah, you good. Um, um, you know, transparency at times is 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 often needed. Um, I I struggle with transparency because I struggle with letting people in my business. You feel me? And so it's like you know, trying right. trying to manage not letting people in my business but also letting people know that they aren't alone in whatever they are going through and i see i see a lot of shit that like like i want to i want to comment and say i see you but i don't want to be inappropriate because it's like you know what i mean because it's like i see i've seen people you know i'm saying like you know talk about their but we do talk about talk about their you know i'm saying their 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 urges to, to to kind of to kind of commit you know, certain things against themselves. And it's like, you know, like, I, I see you, I'm here for you, but I also don't want to, I don't want it to feel performative, right? You know what I mean? Because I don't want to, you know, right. I don't want to feel like, oh, he just saying that just to say that for, for whatever, whatever. So, I, so I, I, I'll end up like this, right? I, for ev- for everyone under the sound of my voice, um, and Beloved gonna get mad at me for this because, you know, she she always tells me about, like, extending myself. I would rather, I would much rather hear your story than read your obituary. Yes. And I'd much rather you, you know, even if you don't, even if, you know, sometimes it's best to tell your problems to a complete stranger, right? Because they don't know you to judge you. Right. You know, shout out to therapy. Um, and and I and I am not a licensed therapist. So if you choose to 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 to, to tell me something, I also suggest you tell someone who's paid and licensed to deal with that shit. Because my advice and their advice are going to be very different. But very different. Um, <laughs> my advice generally leads with beat that nigga ass. But that's not that's not therapeutic. Whoop her ass, sis. Life is short. Run up on that bitch today. Uh, today. Um, but I say all that to say that, you know what I'm saying? Like, these are the times that we need to kind of be together and, and build and grow as a community because we are g- generally suffering a lot this year. Like, 
this year is not yes. like normal years where some people are up, some people are down. This year, most people are down. Even, no, this year. Has, this people, most yeah. people are down. There's some niggas who are up. Even they are up. We're still down from when they were up, up. So, like, there's there's certain right. there's industries that will not survive until there's a vaccine. And that could take years. Like, we're talking daycare, entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, yes. like, very, like people's entire careers are being wiped off the face of the planet right now. People are Correct. people are losing loved ones and not even and having to pay their final respects through a Zoom call. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like this shit sucks, flat out, full stop. It's heavy, dog. It's heavy. It sucks and it's heavy. And and I know we can't fully replace communal grieving and being there in person for people. But we can still, right? We can still. Sorry, I'm. These glasses were driving me crazy. We can still hold an ear for someone, lend an ear for someone, lend a virtual shoulder to cry on, a virtual shoulder to lean on. Even if it's just like, I hear you, bro. Like you're not alone in this. Like I hear you. I see you. Um, Take that. Take that time out for yourself. First and and for others, you know what I'm saying. I'm gonna do my best to also make sure that I am not pouring from an empty cup. I like I want to be able to give from my overflow and not just give from my cup. You know, because if I'm empty, I'm empty. Right. But again, like if you if you feel like you ain't got no one else to talk to about how much bullshit you're going through, you got me. If you could hear my voice, you got me. Because if you can hear my voice, I consider you someone who I, who I care about. Because you took time out of your busy schedule to listen to me talk shit about God knows what for God knows how long. The least I can I'll do is honest. return the favor. I'll be honest. The least I can do I is am, return the favor. I am not in the healthiest space to receive that. And sometimes with boundaries, we have to tell people things that are kind of disappointing. And I've had a couple friends lean on me in this period of time in my life for that kind of support and just because of what where I'm at mentally, I don't have that space. But loving yourself is also recognizing that I don't have the space like that, like like I would like to. However, just because I don't have the space to give or offer advice does not mean that I'm not in a space to still point you in the right direction. So okay, we need some therapy. Let's find some resources for some therapy. Because at the end of the day, when you vent to me, depending upon what you vent to me about, I'm always gonna point you in the direction of professional help. Just that's just who I am. I don't think that a lot of things that we go through as human beings require professional correction. It does. Even the healthiest, mentally fit of us, of us all, we all need a minute, and we all Listen, deserve some of the of some of the most successful niggas I know got two therapists. They got one for their career and one for their personal life. Like you yes. know what I mean? Like we got to stop the stigma yes. of that shit for real. Right. So with that being said, guys, I I love you. But as I'm honest with myself and being honest with myself is about setting boundaries for myself that aren't necessarily that don't center the needs of other people. So you as Shoot Your Shot podcast, we are a resource for you. We even if I personally can't offer you advice for myself because I don't have it to give, I will never leave anybody who comes to me for, for help without resources that they need to get the help that they need. Even if those resources don't directly come from me. Okay. Y'all are never alone. Let hear me say that. You're never, 
you're never alone. You're never alone. Not here anyway. But Calvin, it's your girl, Allie Nicole. It's your boy C. Diddy. We are out. We have a special, special Ooh, guest next week. I can't, I, wait so to, I can't wait to share it with y'all. Peace. Peace. Yo, I'm about to take a chance, yo. Blindfolded with the free throw. Little mama playing a defense. Two seconds on the clock, I'm gone, go. About to shoot, about to shoot, about to shoot my shot. Yo, about to shoot, about to shoot, about to shoot my shot. Yo, girl, that pick you posted, I swear. Seen your nipples.